Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today my guest is Carrie Lynn Roddenberg of Turnkey Marketing Solutions in Overland Park, Kansas. Carrie Lynn and I are going to be talking about the power of direct mail, how to get the messaging down, what your direct mail should look like, and really how to maximize the mailbox and capture the attention of your audience. We're also going to be talking about how to combine direct mail with your digital cap your digital campaigns and platforms, you know, the two go hand in hand. And I know oftentimes we can get hyper-focused on digital platforms and digital campaigns, but when you supplement them with direct mail, it becomes a very powerful and cohesive marketing message. So Carolyn and I are going to talk about how to combine those two to get the most out of your marketing dollar. Well, welcome to Ratchet & Rich Radio, Carolyn. Hey, thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate you having me here. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know your team over the last year or so. Um, it's been great to see you guys, you know, at various venues and uh, doing your thing. Yeah, we've had a great time and it's been so great just working with your team and getting to know you guys. I've been reading Ratchet and Wrench since I was um, a budding entrepreneur like 11 years ago. Um, actually learned so much from Ratchet and Wrench when I was first starting in this industry. So you didn't know that like a lot of my a lot of my roots and knowledge about the industry started with ratchet and wrench that is good to know i love hearing that yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the company you know how did you find the company and then you know why did you niche into automotive yeah yeah that's a great question so um i started turnkey marketing about 10 and a half almost 11 years ago actually um and i started it out as kind of coaching small businesses and just all different businesses on their marketing specifically. And what I found was two things. First, I found that I worked with a lot of repair shops. <laughs> I don't know why it just so happened that a lot of repair shops and I wound up linking arms and I started working with them. And there's um, a shop owner here in the Kansas City area. He's actually a coach with Elite. Um, his name is Nick Salas and he, has own he owns three auto repair shops in the Kansas City area. And one day I was sitting in his office and I was coaching him and he kind of just looked at me and was like, "Art, my industry needs you. Like the automotive industry needs you. You could help them so much. And he kind of just challenged me to niche into auto repair. Um, and I said, okay, like, I mean, that would be awesome. Everyone that I've worked with is just salt of the earth people who are doing a great job. And I would love to do that. He said, great, tomorrow is vision. You're going to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. So we went to vision and I took a bunch of classes and he introduced me to people. And, um, you know, I'd been working with other auto repair shops before that. And um, I just started to really focus in on automotive and the rest is kind of history. And um, originally, like I said, the other thing was I started out with just coaching people on marketing, but for me, I guess this, like the skills and my passion, I realized that I needed to help more. Like I realized that people that I was coaching, they would feel awesome and have all these great marketing plans and they'd walk away and we'd meet back later, like two weeks later or a month later, and they'd come back and nothing was done. And so we'd recreate a plan and figure out bite by bite. All right, here are the goals for this week, this day, yada, yada, yada. We'd come back again, nothing was done or like very little was done. And I realized that I was, you know, giving them great information and they were, they felt really good getting that information, but it's so hard as a business owner and as a, as a auto repair shop owner to have the time to do marketing, 
to be the marketing manager, you know, to be the person who's hiring, to be the main foreman, to be the main manager. Like you just have so many full-time jobs in one person that you're trying to do all of them and something's got to give. And so I honestly couldn't sleep at night. Like I just felt I was, I was so worked up like, oh my gosh, I need to be more helpful. The service that I provide, I need to take more off of people's plates. And that's really where the service that we provide really sprang from. It just came from a desire of being so, so helpful to shop owners and taking stress and workload off their plate. And instead of saying, here, here's more to do and more for you to learn and know and, and master, we said, hey, you know what? We can kind of partner alongside your company and almost become an extension of your team. And we're going to take, we're going to take marketing off your plate and we're going to be like your director of marketing, except it's at a fraction of the cost and you're going to get way more expertise because we just focus in on auto repair. You don't have to teach us. We're going to say, Hey, based on your goals, here's what you're trying to accomplish. So here's the steps that we're going to need to take. And don't worry, you go work, you go work on running your shop and we're going to work on making sure that your marketing is awesome. We're going to work with your website company. We're going to work with your Google ads company. Um, we'll help you with social media. You know, we'll work with them and manage them just like you, Mr. Shop owner or Miss shop owner, like you would. So instead of a shop owner having to like oversee everything themselves and make sure that everything is getting done and it's all working together and it's getting good results and it looks good and sounds good. We're the ones that are taking that and saying, here's what looks good and sounds good. And we'll help make sure it gets done. Ooh, that's cool. That's a really cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Vision was my first event in the industry as well. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it was such an experience too. You know, it was the first time I'd gone to an industry event um, and it was so big and it, to mm -hmm. me. It was so big, you know, and then of course, you know, after that, I go like to STX, which is bigger than Napa, which is even bigger than that. And then I went to Apex, which is like the biggest. And I was like, oh my right. gosh, it's like everything gradually gets bigger. But at the same time, the industry isn't that big. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. it's like you see the same faces, you get to know the same people and it just becomes this thing where, you know, everyone feels so interconnected really quickly. Yeah. That's something that I love about our industry is that, you know, people are all across the nation and yet it still feels small enough that you, like, you really know a lot of people um, and you see them over and over. And so, you know, even as like a quote unquote vendor or sponsor of a lot of events, it's like, shop owners are my people. Like some of my best friends are shop owners who I've met through conferences or, trade shows and things like that, because it's just, it's just full of really great people who are trying to do a really great job. And that's Ab really, yeah, absolutely. So talk about some of the products that turnkey offers for shop owners. Yeah. So we do, um, we're, we're essentially like a director of marketing program. So we, um, we work with a shop that, you know, if a shop says, okay, I really want to grow my shop and I need to get more cars. What do I do? We create the strategy. We actually go out to a shop and meet with that shop owner. Um, because like I said, we really become like an extension of that shop's team. So we'll go there, we'll plan out 12 months of marketing, and then we'll, we'll take it and we'll say, okay, we're going to make sure this gets done. And some of it we do in house and some of it we partner along with other um, like website companies and Google ads companies in the industry, because instead of us coming and saying, okay, you want the strategy and you want us to manage it. Well, you have to do 
you have to have get a whole new website with us and you have to get a whole new Google ads program and everything. We say, okay, let's work with the people you have in place so that it's not super disruptive and it's not hard for you, but we're going to work with them and help guide them and help make sure that they're, um, you know, getting your goal, like accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish. So we'll work with, you know, leads near me or auto shop solutions or Kakui. We'll work with them and it's like we're your director of marketing and we're working with them to make sure that all the goals that you want to accomplish are getting accomplished. Um, but then we do like, you know, personalized social media. Um, we work with postcard companies like Upswell and MailShark and we manage them. So again, the shop owner says, here's my goal. And then we say, okay, here's what we need to do to get that done. And we're going to work with your postcard company to make sure that happens. So we're helping pick routes based on, you know, best industry practices. Um, we're helping design the postcard, helping come up with offers and make sure that they're changing. So things aren't getting stagnant or has the wrong message. Um, because, you know, every shop owner wants something different. And so, you know, a website company or a postcard company, they're going to come and say, okay, you're the owner of your company. Tell me what you want your postcard to look like, or tell me what you want your website to look like. So everyone has a different idea, right? And so the shop owner is then in a position where they're going to share with that company, okay, I want it to look like this, or I want it to say this. But I've found a lot of shop owners kind of feel like it's out of their element, like marketing isn't their thing. And so when a marketing company says, okay, Mr. or Ms. Shop owner, what should this look like? What should it say? Shop owners feel like I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it should say, but I don't know what it should look like. Um, cause marketing's not my thing. So we, because marketing is our thing and we know what the shop owner is trying to accomplish, which might be different from the next shop, we can say, okay, here's what it needs to look like. Here's what it needs to say. Here are the offers that need to be on it. And then we're looking through it to make sure that, you know, the phone number is right. The website's right. The offers are right. The expiration is right. All those little details that a lot of shop owners would hate doing and frankly, isn't worth their time. Um, we're doing that. And then we're looking at results. We're listening to phone calls and giving feedback. So if, you know, marketing's job is to get a shop's phone to ring right? Marketing's job is to get the phone to ring. And then once the phone rings, of course, it's the service advisor's job to get that person in, right? So that's why we listen to phone calls and give feedback and say, okay, you got, you know, a hundred phone calls, but of those hundred phone calls, you know, 10% of them converted to actual appointments. And that's where we kind of say, all right, work with your coaching company, to improve phone skills or work with your service advisor to help them improve phone skills. Because if you're going to spend money on marketing, you want to make sure that your team is picking up the torch once they get it, or like once the baton is passed to them, they're taking it and they're running with it. Um, but a lot of shop owners, again, because they have so much on their plates and they're doing so many, frankly, like full-time jobs in one person, it's really hard to carve out the time to listen to phone calls and to say, okay, here's what my marketing is doing. Here's what my staff is doing. And here's how I need to help them work together better. So we'll give feedback on phone calls. We'll look at metrics and we'll say, okay, the website is working well, or Google ads are performing well, or maybe we should increase budget, you know? Um, 
But really, it's nice because you have a third party whose only skin in the game is your success, right? So there's no reason for us to say, hey, let's let's turn up Google Ads unless it's to make you more successful. Um, same with everything that we do. Our, our end goal is just to get those phones ringing or get those um, like form fills or someone requests an appointment online. Um, that is our end goal. And our other goal is to take stress off of the shop owner's plate. So, you know, it can be kind of lonely at the top as we've all felt, all of us business owners know that it can be lonely and stressful and you sometimes feel like you're on an island. And so to have a partner who's like, hey, we know what we're doing. You don't need to be the expert here. Um, we'll help you. We'll work alongside you. And our goal is just to make you super successful. Um, it's really nice to have that partner alongside you. Yeah. And I think it's really neat the way you guys work with other players in the industry, you know, to make sure that the shop's goals are met. Yeah. I mean, all those players in the industry, like they also want the shop's goals to be met. Right. But it's challenging to hire, like say you hire a postcard company, for instance, you're paying for a postcard. And so it's, it's not exactly like fair to expect a postcard company or a website company to spend all this time with you to understand all your goals outside of the specific postcard or outside of the specific website or understand how all the different things that you're doing with marketing all intercede and play together. That's not exactly, that's not exactly fair. It's almost like if someone brought their car to your shop and they expected you to understand their entire financial future and all they're trying to do with their finances when it comes to like grocery shopping and car maintenance and household expenses and things like that. It's like, you'd be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm one aspect of your budget and we want to help you with your budget for your vehicle, but we kind of can't help you outside of when it, whatever it comes to with your car, right? Because this is what we do. And so it's the same thing when it comes to um, like shops with their marketing. So we work with all those different players to kind of bring it all together and tie it together with a bow and make it all cohesive and consistent. And um, honestly, it's it's really win-win-win because we help those postcard companies, those website companies, the Google ads companies, the geofencing company. We help all of them to succeed because we can kind of translate that that goal that the shop has and doesn't have the time or maybe even like the the way to say it, um, we can kind of translate that to those other companies and help them say like, oh, okay, I get what they're trying to do or like, okay, that makes sense. And now the website's performing better or the Google ads are performing better because they understand more what's trying to be accomplished. So it's great for the shop owner it's great for the other companies that they work with. And it's great for us because we can just help everyone succeed. Right on. So for today's chat, the purposes of our conversations today, we're going to look at direct mail. You know, we did, you know, we did, this, we did the story with you guys back in the spring, just reminding shops that direct mail is alive. It's well, it still works. Uh, so can you tell our audience really what direct mail encompasses? Yeah. I mean, direct mail could be anything that people get in the mail. So it could be postcards, it could be letters, it could be um, those like punch out, uh, like plastic mailers. It could be a lot of different things. Um, lots of times we work with shops to send out postcards every month to their to the people in their area. 
Um, so that's often what people, what we're talking about or what people are thinking about when we talk about direct mail for auto repair shops. Um, but sometimes we off, we also do like other postcards, like decline services postcards, or we do letters out to customers at certain times of the year or if certain things are going on. Um, but really direct mail is anything that someone's going to get in their mailbox. Okay. Now, what are some ways that auto repair shops can take advantage of using direct mail? Mm, great question. So I think that it would be great for a shop if they looked at, well, first, if they looked at what they're trying to accomplish and they figured out, okay, here's my goal. And from there kind of backtracked on their budget and then looked at their area and said, what is my area like? You know, would my area be one that would likely respond to direct mail? Wouldn't respond to direct mail? Um, and then creating just a plan for the year. I think one thing that's huge that pe that shop owners do wrong and don't take advantage of is consistency and repetition. So I think the biggest thing is if you decide, yes, I'm going to do direct mail. I think the most important, one of the most important things is to just to like put a stake in the ground and say, okay, I need to do this a number of times before it's actually going to take hold, before it's actually going to yield great results. And that has nothing to do with auto repair. It has nothing to do with the company that you hire. It has everything to do with the fact that that is how marketing works, that people need to see things over and over and over before they actually take action. And actually... If I could backtrack, I guess it does have a little bit to do with auto repair. Um, if I could backtrack, it, in a way, it does have something to do with auto repair. And that's the fact that not everyone at any given time needs maintenance on their vehicle or needs a, their vehicle to be fixed, right? So people need repetition and they also just need time to need your service. It's different from... Um, a restaurant who sends out direct mail or does marketing, or it's different from um, like a retail shop that has a great big sale. Those can be more impulse buys or impulse decisions that a consumer will take. Whereas if I get something in the mail and it says, hey, come in and we have this amazing break special. Well, maybe I just got new breaks last month. So that's not going to apply to me. So I need time and I need to see that over and over and over so that when I actually need a repair or I need some maintenance, that I have the ability to take advantage of it right then. Um, another thing that people, you know, that shop owners could do to take advantage of direct mail is just to figure out who is your market? Like, who is your audience? Who are the people you're trying to attract, Right. That's going to really just, that's going to really impact what you're going to communicate in whatever direct mail piece you do. So if you are a European auto repair shop, your message is going to be different from that of an Asian auto repair shop, right? Um, so you have to really figure out who are my customers, who are my best customers, and then how do I talk to them? about what they care about, how do I talk to them in a way that will get their attention, and how do I talk to them about them? I think that a big, big error that not just repair shops make, but that businesses in general make, and even marketing companies often make, is that they make everything just about them, and they don't think about who is receiving the marketing. So 
to explain that a little bit more, everyone is going about their day thinking about what's in it for me, right? When I'm going about my day, I'm not thinking about my plumber, right? And then my toilet bowl breaks. And then what do I have to do? I have to reach out to a plumber and maybe a plumber has been advertising to me for a year, but I haven't needed them. So I, you know, didn't pay attention. And then I look and I get two pieces of mail. My toilet's broken. I need to get a plumber. And I look at my mailbox. I have two advertisements from different plumbers. One is all about them and, you know, what they care about. Like, oh, we have great values and we do these, you know, um, we have a great owner and he's been here for 25 years, which are all really good things and communicate trust. Those are all trust factors and great. But if the other one says, Hey, we can get you in right now. We can fix your toilet bowl today. Which one do I care more about? Do I care about what's going to help me the most? Or do I care about the history of this plumbing company? I'm probably going to care more about what's in it for me what is going to help me the most. And so figuring out what is going to help your customers the most, what do they care about the most and communicating that to them because your marketing is really all about your customer and less about you. Of course, it's about you and it's about your shop, but it's really about connecting with your customer so that they can connect the dots. Here's what I want. And I'm going to connect the dots to make it, you know, here's what the, here's what the customer wants. And then the shop owner is going to connect the dots to help that customer say, oh, this shop is going to help me get what I want. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. And I love what you said when you said people need time to need your service. Yeah. I think, you know, oftentimes when it comes to advertising, uh, people can lose patience really quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with advertising, it's like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've, I've sent out, you know, mailers for the last three months and I'm not hearing enough. I'm not getting enough conversion, but it's like you said, you know, it takes time. Uh, it, it takes the need, you know, the need has to be there and it, it, it takes people you know, seeing it. Absolutely. And it really takes, so marketing, if you want to succeed in marketing, you really need to pay attention to what we call the three M's, the market, the media, and the message. So the market is the who, the media is the how, how you're communicating to them. So in this instance, the media or the medium is a postcard. That's how you're reaching out to your, um, your customers or potential customers. And then the message, what you're saying to them, what you're offering them. So if you figure out, right, if you start doing postcards, you got one of the three M's, that's your media, you're doing postcards, you're doing direct mail. Next, you have to figure out that that market, who you're talking to and what they care about and the message that will connect with them. So if you start doing direct mail or really frankly, any kind of marketing and it's not working, make sure you're looking at those three M's. Is my market right? Am I, am I trying to attract the right people? Do I understand them? Is my message right? Am I saying the right things based on what this market really cares about? And is my media right? You know, maybe you are, um, maybe you're doing TV, maybe you're saying all the right things and you're directing it at the right people, but you're using really expensive TV advertisements on a page that your customer on, you know, on a, on a, um, channel that your customers don't watch. So maybe you're doing everything right, but your media is wrong. 
So maybe if you're doing postcards, you're sending it to all the right people and you're doing postcards and they're the type of people who would respond well to postcards, but what you're saying on your postcard is wrong or your offer is wrong. So you have to look at all of those things and then also add the lens of time. If you've been doing it for a month and you're like, oh, I'm not getting great results and this is expensive. Well, that's to be expected. That's unfortunate, but normal. And trust me, I'm a business owner. I would love nothing more than to have anything and everything I do marketing wise work immediately and overnight. I don't want to invest money in things that take a long time, but if I know what my end goal is, and if I know, okay, I want to build my business and the reality, which we always say at turnkey marketing, reality is our friend. The reality is that people in general don't respond to marketing, especially like postcards, direct mail immediately. Well, then we have to give it time in order to accomplish our goal. We know that direct mail is well and is alive and it works super well. And trust me, I look at hundreds of repair shops at their data every day. Direct mail works if you have the right market and the right message um, and you give it that time. So if you feel like it's not working, it might be that you need to give it more time. It might be that you need to change the message or send it to different people who are the right people. And it might be that it is working, but that your phones, that your service advisors are actually repelling people on the phone. And what I mean by repelling people is, I don't know about you, but if you think about like a doctor's office, have you ever called a doctor's office and you call them and you're like, Hey, um, I need to book an appointment. And they're like, okay. Mm -hmm. You're like, um, okay. Do you have any availability today? No. Okay. Um, how about next week? No, nope, we're busy. Great. Um, I guess I'll call back later. I, I I'll uh, look at my schedule and call you back. Click. Guess what I do? I don't call that that doctor's office back. I call the next person on the list, right? Mm -hmm. That company or that doctor's office could have just made a ton of money on me, but their phone, the people that are answering the phone are repelling customers. So it's the same thing with shops. Sometimes you're doing everything right. You are a shop that cares, that does amazing work. You're doing amazing marketing. And the person on the phone is kind of the weakest link in the chain. And they are repelling people by not say, by not being kind, by not helping lead the conversation, by not getting them in in a timely manner, by um, not being helpful. I mean, there's a lot of different things. And if you've listened to phone calls, you know it's true <laughs> that your service advisors or the people that are answering the phone can unknowingly be um, repelling people. And so sometimes you feel like, oh man, my marketing's not working. Then when you look at the actual facts and you look at the data, you might realize, oh shoot, the marketing's working because its job is to get the phone to ring and it's ringing, but we're not getting cars in the bays and there's something happening in between. Ooh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a that's a true story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, that's very true. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and something else I think, you know, um, with, when it comes to direct mail is that, you know, shops, you know, tend to rely on coupons, right? 
But, mm-hmm. you know, but you talk about messaging, you know, coupon, a, a coupon mailer in the wrong neighborhood gives the perception of your shop as not being high quality. So mm-hmm. knowing where, knowing where to mail is, is, is as important as what to say in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, but also knowing people's psychology, like understanding psychology is really important. Um, I think that people often think, okay, um, you know, if I'm sending to, if I'm a European shop sending to a high-end neighborhood, they're not going to be attracted by a discount um, because they're going to think that that means that I'm a discount shop and I do really poor work. And that could be true if you position yourself as like the lowest, like the worst, you know, repair shop and you do everything, you do everything really cheap. But at the same time, everyone likes a deal. No one likes to waste money. So I have a friend who he's an attorney. His wife is a surgeon. And I was talking to them the other day. I kid you not. And I said something about um, a shop that we work with. And he was like, oh, I go to that shop. And they just moved here about a year ago. And I said, how did you hear of them? He said, well, I needed an oil change and I got something in the mail. And so I cut out the coupon and brought it in. And again, this guy is an attorney and his wife is a surgeon. And they live in like a home that costs over a million dollars. So, and I, I, I was really interested and I kept talking to him and he's like, yeah, of course I like coupons. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to waste money and I want to give them a try. I don't know if I'm going to like them or not. I don't want to go drop a thousand dollars. I just want to get to know them. So, and when they, when he went, he was like, I loved the waiting room. It was really high end. They did really great service. You know, they showed me everything that was wrong with my vehicle. And then I got to decide what I wanted to work on then, what I wanted to wait. And so he realized, oh, this, the shop, I got to try them out with this like cheap oil change or this cheap coupon that I received. But because they presented themselves really well and said a bunch of different things and had things on their, their mailer. And then once they were in the shop, had things in the shop that communicated, Hey, we are, we are a good quality shop and we are offering this one discount so that you can come try us out. Um, he was still interested in going. He wasn't like, Oh, well, this is a cheapo. This is like Walmart or something. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. Would you say that like oil changes are kind of like the lost leader in the auto world? Oh, for sure. Because everyone needs an oil change and people don't understand them. You know, um, as, as we're like, we're in the industry. And so we understand that an oil change or any kind of auto repair is really like, there's differences. It's not all the same. If you go to a Jiffy Lube versus if you go to a great quality shop, you're going to get a different experience and you're going to get different work done on your vehicle. We know that. Again, to use the plumber analogy, if your toilet bowl breaks, you might not know the difference between plumber A and plumber B because it's not your world. You don't think about it day in and day out, right? You're not thinking about, oh, everything's working well in my house. I hope this plumber is doing well, or I bet this, I'm interested to see this plumber's, you know, reviews. Like you just aren't thinking about it. And so the same thing comes with auto repair. Like people just don't think about auto repair unless they need to, and they don't quite understand it. So they don't understand why one shop is more quality and the other isn't. And so what they do understand though, is 
they need an oil change and they do understand price. They do understand that they want to get whatever they need. They want it to be good, but they don't want to spend more money than they need to spend. So the reason that an oil change is a great loss leader is because it talks to people about what they care about and what they understand, which is often price. And it gives them an opportunity to try you out. An oil change is not everything. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, hey, you should discount everything. You should be super, super cheap. But just like you get coupons in the mail to try out to, you know, to go get grapes at the grocery store that are 75 cents as opposed to $4.75, it gives you a reason to go into the grocery store. And what do you do when you're in there? You're like, oh, and I also need juice and I also need some lettuce and oh, I forgot that we're out of crackers or whatever it is. So a loss leader is something that will bring people in and give them the opportunity to get to know you and will give you the opportunity to make that person a lifelong customer. It's that one thing that lets them feel more comfortable to come in and then they get to see who you are and you're not, you know, the cheapest shop in the world. You're not, you're not the Jiffy Lube necessarily, or you're not the Walmart. You're a great shop and you got them in to introduce them to your, to your shop. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So as you know, we live in a very digital world, right? You know, and we're getting, we're getting messaging on social media. We're getting messaging on our phones. We're getting messaging through television and radio. I know for myself, you know, it's easy for me like to skip ads or delete like those marketing texts and just just scroll past things on social media, but I really don't ignore my mailbox. I Mm. have to, I have to interface with it every single day if I want to get what's in it. Right. Right. You know, how is direct mail, you know, different in terms of getting eyeballs directly on it every time it comes in as opposed to social media? And I ask you that because I know there are a lot of shop owners who will defer and say, well, you know, I use social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm here and there. But you're really not looking at direct mail as a part of those, a part of that mix. But like I said, direct mail is a thing that, you, you know, if you check your mailbox, you're going to see something every single day. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a great question. So yes, direct mail has a different, it has more of like a staying power because it's tactile. It's physical. People are holding it and looking at it, but kind of similar to digital marketing, it can stay, or just like with digital marketing, you can scroll past something or you can stop and read it. Most people are looking at their mail over their trash can. So they're looking at it and saying, do I throw this out or do I keep it? Do I throw this out or do I keep it? And so it has to have something that's going to pop enough to catch someone's attention, to get them to do a look back and like look at it one more time and decide, oh yeah, actually I'm going to keep this, right? So they all really work hand in hand, um, but there's less competition in your mailbox, in your physical mailbox, because you might get a few other direct mail pieces, um, but when you're online, you know, the digital world, there's so much competition. There are so many different marketers competing for attention and not even just auto repair. But if you're scrolling on Facebook, you're, you might be getting an ad every like three scrolls. So that could be for a local retailer. That could be for an online retailer. That could be for a plumbing service. I mean, I've talked about plumbers enough. I bet I'm going to go on Facebook and get ads for plumbers. <laughs> right? So not only are you competing for other auto repair shops, you're really competing for attention. And 
I mean, right now, if you saw my computer, I have like far too many tabs open. I have far too many programs open on the bottom. So while digital marketing is super important, the thing with, um, with postcards is it does have that like more like tactile staying power. Um, and people are like holding it physically and they can hold onto it later. So it will stay around longer. Um, but similar to digital ads, it has to be something that pops enough and it has to be something that connects enough with your customers that will cause them to hold onto it and not forget about it. Okay. Now, when we, when we talk about digital, you know, digital is not difficult to track. How is it difficult to track postcards though? Like for someone who's done a mail, a direct mail uh, campaign, how do they track the results? Oh yeah. I mean, so it's in one way it's easy in another way all marketing can be kind of challenging to track because say with postcards, you're going to want to put a tracking number on your postcards, meaning that number is only shown on your direct mail pieces, or it's only shown on your postcards. So that you know, if someone calls this number, they had to have received my postcard. They couldn't have gotten it off of Google. They couldn't have gotten it anywhere else. So that's going to be really helpful. But then look, tracking all of your phone calls is going to be even more helpful because what we see is that marketing is really like a pinball machine. It's not just like one thing. No one in their right mind really gets a postcard and they think, oh, okay, let me trust my family's vehicle with this person I've never heard of before. What does everyone do? They do what you and I do. They get a postcard, they're interested in using it, but they jump on Google and they look at your reviews. And so from there, they might just hit that little button to call that shop. And that's great. What do we care about? What we care about the most is getting more phone calls in general. So if people are calling from Google, that's okay because it's accomplishing the end goal, but it does make it harder to track. But if you look at all your phone calls together and you can see, okay, my, my postcards dropped on, you know, this day on the eighth of the month, then oftentimes what we see is that there's a spike in phone calls from that track, that tracking number, but there's also a spike in their Google, my business phone number, because people will do that where they look up that shop, look at the reviews and call from Google, my business, or they'll call, there's a spike from the websites because they'll call from the website. So yes, it's difficult. No, I would never say, um, rely on them bringing thing, bringing the coupon in because so many times people don't bring the coupon in. They don't remember, or they don't need, say you send a coupon out for an oil change, but really their brakes are grinding. Well, again, they're not thinking about auto repair shops on their day in and day out, even though they're passing 20 on their way to work, they see it all the time, but there's that like recency bias. There's that thing that's in front of them right then when they need something that will help you win. So if you're in front of them, the more you're in front of them, the more likely it is that they're going to call you when their brakes are squeaking, even though the ad that they received talked about auto repair in general and had a coupon for say an oil change for that loss leader. So I would not depend just on like the physical postcard coming back and receiving that coupon back. I would really depend on tracking that phone number on the postcard. And I'd also depend on tracking all of your phone numbers. Um, it's also really helpful to ask people when they come in, how did you hear of us? But people, again, are not thinking about auto repair. They're thinking about 
you know, um, getting their kids to school and making dinner and that big thing that's going on with work and, oh, my dog is sick and, you know, all the different things going on in their lives. By the time they get to your shop, they might've called from the postcard number. And then they're asked, Hey, where did you hear from us? And it's like, uh, or where did you hear about us? And that person's like, uh, I don't remember Google, I guess. And yeah, maybe they did Google you after they received that postcard, but where they really heard of you first was the postcard, not Google. Or maybe they saw your Facebook ad over and over and over, and then they get something in the mail and they're like, hey, my brakes are squeaking. I feel like I've heard of these people before. Now I got this postcard, it's in my hands. I'm gonna give them a call. So, um, so all that to say, Marketing's difficult to, to, to really track, but it's really important to do everything that you can to track it the best that you can. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, it was great chatting marketing with you. Like direct mail is such a interesting form of marketing, but we all know it works and it works very well. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.